This week on episode 31 of Diary of a Senior Geek. In my humble opinion, this causes both sides to distrust both the intelligence and motives of the other side. Hi, this is Gary, back with episode 31 of Diary of a Senior Geek. This week, I want to talk about mindsets. I'll start off with a little background information. For a large part of my life, I've been trying to figure out how it is that many of my fellow passengers on this planet can look at the exact same news and information and come to wildly different conclusions about how the world works. It continues to amaze me that things that are provably and obviously true to me are considered to be totally false by many others. For instance, it's a major tenet of my philosophy that the vast majority of folks are basically good and just want to get on with their lives as best they can. Yes, a lot of folks lie, steal, cheat, and commit violence, but I suspect they don't see themselves as evil from their point of view. They're forced by circumstance to behave badly in order to survive. I suspect there is a small percentage who actually enjoy being bad actors. I feel that these folks are mentally ill and should be helped to see the error of their ways. Maybe they should be confined for the safety of themselves and those around them, but this should be as a last resort, and the confinement should be as compassionate as possible. Maybe I'm just naive. Many folks are of the opinion that everyone is basically evil, and that the only way to avoid chaos is to obey commands in one book or another that was written usually back when most folks were either hunter-gatherers or nomadic shepherds. More on that in a future episode. Today what I want to talk about is the difference between the way progressives and conservatives think. Recently, I've been listening to a podcast called The Political Orphanage. It's hosted by a comedian named Andrew Heaton. In episode 15, which was published on October 16th, 2019, Andrew interviewed Dr. Matt Grossman, author of the book Asymmetric Politics, Ideological Republicans and Group Interest Democrats. I'll put a link to the podcast episode in the show notes. I'll also put in a link to the book. I haven't read this book yet, but I intend to. In the interview, Dr. Grossman speaks about the differences between the way Democrats and Republicans think. Apparently, there is a specific point of view that all, or at least most, Republicans subscribe to based largely on limited government, low taxes, capitalism, and a strong national defense. If there's any kind of an argument among folks in the GOP, it tends to be about who most closely subscribes to the tenets of this near-religious doctrine. I suspect it's not a coincidence that Republicans are more likely to be religious, specifically Christians. Both GFP and religious dogma provide apparently simple answers to very complex issues. Some folks just don't do well with uncertainty and ambiguity. Democrats, on the other hand, are more interested in various group interests, i.e. they will identify some group, the homeless for instance, and then attempt to find solutions for that group's issues and enact them into law. Conflicts among Democrats tend to be about how to resolve the many complicated issues we're dealing with with the resources currently available. This is not to say that all Republicans are ideologues and all Democrats are, let's call them, pragmatists. Far from it. In another episode of The Political Orphanage, Andrew refers to head thinkers versus gut thinkers. Both parties have both types of thinkers, but as far as I can tell, Republicans slash conservatives tend to be gut thinkers while Democrats slash progressives tend to be head thinkers. 
Seems to me it's very difficult for these two types of thinkers to communicate. But all I can vouch for are my own personal feelings. As a liberal-leaning independent, I'm fairly comfortable with uncertainty and ambiguity, and I feel that open discussion of issues with an open mind to new ideas is a capital G, capital T, good thing. To a large portion of the GOP, this is an anathema. Republicans and conservative-leaning independents have a hard time understanding this, so they develop conspiracy theories of a deep state controlling the naive liberals, i.e. we can't possibly be that clueless without some kind of outside influence. Someone once said that liberals fall in love, conservatives fall in line. This seems apt to our current situation. In my humble opinion, this causes both sides to distrust both the intelligence and motives of the other side. From my point of view, the GOP insistence on cutting taxes on the rich and limiting safety and health regulations to, quote, improve the economy, in spite of the fact that this strategy has failed every time that I know of, is not just ludicrous, it's scary. From my liberal point of view, GOP conservatives keep running the same playbook, even when the results are disastrous for our society. I suspect my conservative brethren consider my attitude that there may be many solutions to our various issues and that we should keep trying until we find one that works is fuzzy-headed and, here's that word again, naive. I read somewhere that folks are genetically predisposed towards strict religious views of the world. Apparently I don't share that gene. Seems to me maybe Republicans have it. In my humble opinion, again, this divide has been exacerbated by the ease of mobility over the last hundred years or so. In the past, before it was so easy to travel long distances, most folks pretty much stayed where they were for their entire life. So both, or many, worldviews were forced to coexist. However, over the last century or so, folks with a more liberal mindset tended to migrate to the coasts, or at least big cities, while folks with a conservative mindset tended to stay where they were resulting in the current situation where cities in the coast trend liberal, while the rural heartland trends conservative. From what I've read, if things keep on this way, 70% of the population will be in about 30% of the mostly coastal states, where folks tend to be more liberal, with the 30% who trend conservative living in the 70% of the states in the heartland. This could potentially lead to a permanently liberal house and a permanently conservative senate. Doesn't that sound like fun? I don't have an answer for this. I think the world needs both rule-based conservatives and fuzzy-headed liberals to move forward. If only we can live together. I wish us all luck. That's it for this week. I will be back next week, probably with a story podcast. But you never know. It's my podcast. I can do what I want. In the meantime, goodbye and good luck. See you next week. Dad's Journal. The prompt is, my hairstyles and natural hair color growing up were, and Dad said, mine was a dark brown uncombed mop. Mother's was a 1920s flapper bob, and later roller curled. I don't think I ever saw an upsweep or pullback style. My dad was male pattern bald. That's what Dad had to say about it. And Dad followed in his, his father's footsteps. He was a chrome dome. He had, by the time he was, I don't know, say 35, he had very little hair. He just had a little fringe around the, the outside. He always used to kid around that he combed his hair with a washcloth. 
I, on the other hand, still have a full head of hair, although it is getting pretty thin on top. Quote of the day. We finished up the Beatitudes from Mark 5.3 to 5.12. There are similar Beatitudes in Luke 6.20 to 6.23, followed by woes, as in woe unto those who whatever, in Luke 6.24 to 6.26. If you're interested, check out your local Bible or the Wikipedia page on the Beatitudes. This week, I'm going to draw from another source. It's a list of the 100 most famous quotes of all time. I'll put a link in the show notes. The quote for this week is from Nelson Mandela. The quote is, The greatest glory in living lies not in never failing, but in rising every time we fall. Thanks, Nelson. That's helpful. Hey there. I'd like to ask a little favor. If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star rating on whatever app or site you use to listen to it. This will help to get it out there to more people. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Just search for SeniorGeek49. That's S-E-N-I-O-R-G-E-E-K-4-9. All run together in one word. Uh, 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 uh. In the meantime, goodbye, good luck, and I have no idea what else I was going to say. <laughs>